This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jaladanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to High School Not So Much a Musical. Today, we are joined with Riley Jarvis, who helps CEOs skyrocket their performance by optimizing their deep sleep with individual scientific lab testing. He is the founder of The Sleep Consulting and has been obsessed with health uh, for about the last 10 years. So uh, Riley, if you could please give the listeners a quick introduction by yourself, that'd be great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so my name is Riley Jarvis. I am the CEO and founder of thesleepconsultant.com. And what we do is, like you said, we help entrepreneurs, high performers, but at this point, it's pretty much everybody improve their sleep so they can improve their productivity, their energy levels, their focus throughout the day, their well-being, really get to a place where they have a zen-like mind and they don't need to take, you know, coffee stimulants, alcohol, sleeping pills, and all that stuff in order to get through the day. They can just get through the day effortlessly. Um, And sleep is kind of that low-hanging fruit that a lot of people don't talk about where they can get so much results in their life. And they don't even have to do, you know, tons of extra work that go along with it compared to diet or compared to exercise. So yeah, that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. And as you mentioned, like, optimizing sleep especially if you know i think a lot of people the way they look at sleep is more is better right if i can right now if i'm sleeping like six hours maybe i should try to bump it up to eight hours and that's when like that's when it becomes difficult for them to kind of maintain that routine if they have like a super busy job or whatever but Mm -hmm. the way you're approaching this problem is okay let's say you can only sleep six hours how can I make those six hours the best possible six hours of sleep ever to the point where as soon as I wake up, I'll be ready to go. So could you talk about, you know, some of the ways that you do optimize that sleep and the, some of the ways that um, you kind of make those six hours of, have the same effect as eight hours of less high quality sleep? Definitely. And you're, you're completely right. So many people that I work with, they like, they have no additional time throughout the day and one or two hours to them of productivity means so much more to them than sleeping. I mean, for them, when you talk to them, it's like, why would I sleep when I have money to make, I have people to talk to, I want to see my family for all these extra periods of time. But what I'm saying is it's not, you're right about sleeping longer. It's about optimizing that deep sleep that you do have. So when you do wake up, you can really be optimized and fully functioning on all pistons. So you can do this a lot of ways. Um, And it's a big question because we can take more of the long-term approach or short-term approach, but what the long-term approach entails is if every single system inside of our biology is optimized the way that it should be and and operating uh, the way that it should be, this could be your hormones, it could be your gut, it could be um, all of your different organs inside of your body. If they're firing in all pistons, then chances are you're gonna sleep pretty well. But what happens is somewhere along the way, could have been months, it could have been uh, years, it could have been decades for some people. Uh, somewhere along the way, there's weak links that happens inside of our biology that over time will start to lead to us feeling more anxious, us feeling more fatigued uh, along the way. And it's not just, the solution isn't just a, a band-aid to put, um, for example, like a sleeping pill, or if we're feeling tired, we have al- we have uh, caffeine in the form of coffee to, to make us get through that day. We can completely do it in a natural way And the way that we do that is through optimizing uh, specifically deep sleep and REM sleep is really where we want to get the most amount of um, optimization within. And what this, so while we sleep, just to 
uh, zoom out a little bit is we need about three to five full sleep cycles in order for us to feel completely optimize it for our brain and for our body to feel fully restored for the next day and our sleep cycles run in 90 minutes and within each 90 minute sleep cycle we have light sleep and this is where you kind of feel like that light meditative state then we'll go into deep sleep and then we'll go into REM sleep and then the cycle will repeat itself again and what happens with a lot of people is they will wake up you know 2 3 a.m in the middle of the night and what this what this causes is them to not complete a full sleep cycle and also for them to not complete um, all their additional sleep cycles that they need to fully restore their their body and their mind and what a lot of people don't realize is during the first half of our sleep is really where we restore our body this can be our muscles this can be you know just physical repair of different organs inside of our body and then for the second phase of our sleep, we, at the second half, we can think of it as restoring our mind. This is the deep REM sleep that our brain needs to, it's called our lymphatic system. So this is really taking out all the toxins that we built up from the day before, oxidative stress, all these other things. And uh, the other piece is to consolidate memories, things we learned, um, just everything that's going on, our emotional intelligence. And if we wake up in the middle of the night, we're not gonna truly get that REM sleep that we need to be fully functional the next day. And we need about, you know, an hour and a half to two hours of that REM sleep to feel fully function. And when you just, when you see people's sleep trackers, they're just not getting that um, fully. And it's it's usually no wonder why they're not, um, you know, feeling fully restored the next day. And once we start improving it with a lot of different modalities, this could be diet, it could be exercise, it could be stress movement, depending on what it is, there's at least a hundred things you can do. And based on what somebody tells me, we have different modalities for each and we have all the tools in the toolbox and then we just take each out each tool on an as needed basis. Um, and then, you know, going a step further, you can go into like the lab testing. How are like, are your, how are your hormones functioning? How's your gut functioning? And once everything is in balance and alignment, it's, it's amazing when you can see people sleep better and when they can sleep better, then as a result, they feel better then they're less stressed and then they can start sleeping better. And, you know, it's just a, it's an upward spiral that can go up pretty quickly for a lot of people. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, I think last summer, like the summer of 2021, I read like Why We Sleep by uh, Matthew Walker. Yeah. And like, you know, my entire family read it. And then like, I like I understood like most of the terms you were saying, you know, about like REM sleep, you know, your different sleep cycles. And then like, I've noticed on nights where I've woken up in the middle of the night, <laughs> then yeah, I'll fall back asleep or I'll go back to sleep, but then I'm still really tired when I wake up like the next morning. Like yeah. for me, I sleep like I sleep around like 1130 ish. And then I don't even set an alarm on my phone. My body just or I just automatically wake up around 630 like every day. Oh, nice. um, yeah. But like one thing I've noticed is that I know so many people that are like, oh, I go to sleep at 11 and then I, you know, I wake up at six because like that's when our bus leaves sometimes for school. But then, or like they say they sleep earlier, like they say they'll sleep at like 10, but then they'll go in there, just they'll be on their phones and everything for like an hour. Yeah. And then yeah. once they put their phone down, it'll take them like 20 minutes to fall asleep because they were just staring at a screen. Like, yeah. like, and it's so hard to sleep after you're just staring at a screen. Screen. Yeah. So the question I have for you is that like, you know, for sleep deprived, for sleep deprived high schoolers, you know, who are up playing video games or doing homework really late at night, yeah. Uh, like, can you explain why, why sleep is so important to like the mental, your mental well-being, or like, is there any way that, you know, getting more sleep will like maybe enhance your performance in school? Because you mentioned, you know, more sleep, you know, it can help with like muscle growth and stuff like that, but yeah. what, like, could it help high schoolers in school if they got more sleep? 
Oh, absolutely. It would, I would say it's probably single-handedly one of the biggest things that they can do to improve their performance in school, improve their grades and everything else. I mean, they're showing that uh, most people who are, you know, classified as ADD or ADHD, um, a lot of them are just like so sleep deprived and they're just absolutely exhausted, but they just don't have that self-awareness of it until, you know, they get older. And I mean, I forget the stats on it, but the numbers are just truly, uh, truly outrageous when you when you look at it. But what happens is when a lot of people look at their screens, especially before the first two hours prior to sleep, it's going to completely knock out our melatonin levels. Now, our melatonin is our master sleep hormone that we need in order to not only fall asleep, but stay asleep throughout these deep REM sleep cycles as well. And there was a recent study I was reading where it was, they were, they were looking at children, but you know, the same type of thing applies. And if they were looking at their screen one hour prior to bed, it reduced their melatonin by 99%. And it's no wonder that, you know, they're waking up in the middle of the night. <clears throat> we can apply that same principle to ourselves. If we're looking at blue light, not only is it stimulatory, but it'll suppress our melatonin levels. Um, you know, if, it, if I was to guess at least 80%, depending on how long it is, you know, how bright it is, um, there's something you know as a lux. So how bright that light is coming in and there's different, um, you know, you have, you have blue light, you have red light and all these different wavelengths, but you know, the, what the main message is, is it can be super, um, destructive to our sleep. Not only that, but our health too. They're showing uh, light is such a, a important piece to falling asleep, but also throughout the day as well. Um, with all that combined. So this is what they can do a couple hours prior to sleep. Even, you know, like video games are very important. I will say this too. Not only will you improve your school performance, but you can improve your video game performance as well, uh, which, you know, a lot of high schools would probably be excited by. So that is a really good thing to help with sleep. And as a result, they'll also improve their school performance. Like imagine if you would be able to finish your homework instead of three hours, maybe it takes you one hour. Now you have two more hours available for video games. And when they start to see it in that light, then it becomes very interesting and they can start, you know, managing their energy after school, maybe before school, whatever it is throughout the day to really start, um, optimizing their schedule in the best way possible and feeling great while they're doing it at the same time. Um, you know, I could take this a lot of different directions, but what I would say is getting blue light blocking glasses is a really good idea. Um, you can just look that up, those up on Amazon. Another really good brand is called Swanwick glasses. They're called Swannies, the Swanwick classics um, that people can look up as well. That's really good. You just wear those, you know, one to two hours part of it while you're doing video games while you're on your laptop. Um, and you don't need to dim the lights. You don't have to change your entire environment. And that's probably one of the easiest low hanging fruit ways to start improving uh, um, that. And then the other part is too, like, we just don't want to do really heavy mental activities prior to sleep. You know, games can be, depends on the video game, I guess. But uh, another big um, thing that you can do too is doing like an audio book or just listening to something in the background with all the lights off half an hour prior to sleep. And that can, that can really work wonders um, in just your overall sleep, how stressed you feel, um, we really want to be in a relaxation state where cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, isn't, you know, through the roof prior going right to sleep, which happens with a lot of people or, um, like our serotonin or melatonin. We want those to be as high as possible in the evening as well to help facilitate better and deeper sleep as well. Yeah, that's great. And like the question I have for you is that, um, do you think that the environment you're in will affect your sleep? Like, I'm not saying like, oh, like if you're in a noisy household or anything, I'm saying like, would the weather or the temperature in your room affect it? Or like how dark it is? Because I've noticed like in our school, you can either come home 
right after school ends, which is at four, or if you have to do like clubs or go to office hours where you can like talk to the teacher and get some help on like the homework and stuff, you would come home at, at around like six. And like, especially now with daylight saving, if we get home at around six, it's like really dark outside and I just feel so tired and I'm not in the mood yeah. to do any work. So do you think that your environment, like like not like your household environment, like like the weather, the temperature, do you think that um, plays in, or has an effect on your sleep? Yeah, it absolutely has an effect on your sleep. And it's not just the evening, it's it's the morning time too. So our so what that's called is our circadian rhythm. And our circadian rhythm is when our body knows when it's time to wake up and when it knows it's time to go to bed. And a lot of people have a mismatch because when they when they get up and they feel sleepy, their body still thinks it's half asleep. But that's a time when they should be like up going and tip, like ready for the day with a bunch of energy. Um, you know, and just it's stimulated in all ways in a natural way. And then in the evening time, that's when the body starts to wind down. But a lot of the time there's a mismatch again, and the body thinks it's awake when it, you know, it should be asleep. Multiply this over days, months, and years. This is where it can really start to screw up people's biology and their circadian rhythm um, and why they can't sleep. So it's all about, it's called entrainment. And what that means is just training your body and telling it when it's morning time, when it's nighttime, and you're slowly just adapting to that and your body will adapt to whatever that schedule is. So this is how you do it. Um, when you first wake up, you want to expose your eyes to the sun, you know, as soon, as soon as you can. Now, I'm up here in Canada, so it's not light until a little bit later, especially in the wintertime. So one of the things you can do, a great investment, it's called a Lumi light. And it's one of these uh, super bright lights. In terms of the light meter, it's, it's 10,000 lux. And you can just look these up on Amazon. And you can look at it or just have it, you know, like 30 degrees off if you're doing your morning routine or you're at your desk. Um, do it for about 15 to 30 minutes and this will tell your brain that it's time to wake up it's the daytime and light is so many different um, functions in our body it's our home hormones telling it to wake up it's our neurotransmitters telling it to wake up it's just telling our entire body to get the day going I mean we just have tens of thousands of um, chemical reactions happening in our body at once and they're showing recently through the science just how important light is throughout all of that um, it's just one of the easiest things that you can do so that's the morning time and at nighttime, this is where we want to start, you know, reducing blue light, like I mentioned before, blue light blocking glasses and everything else. Um, so that's that's in terms of the light piece. And with your bedroom environment, that's very important too, because for people, you know, let's say they they first wake up and it's, let's say they wake up at seven and let's say it's it's been light out since 5 a.m. Their body thinks, even though their eyes are closed, we actually have light receptors around our eyes. And it, it knows in this kind of sneaky way that it is starting to be daytime. And that's why we can start to wake up. So what we wanna do is instead have a completely blacked out room, blackout curtains, even any kind of electronic device, cable box, fan, heater that we have, we wanna cover that up with you know masking tape. And you can take this to the extreme, but in an ideal environment, you would want it where it's you know, completely blacked out. But a lot of people can't do that and it's not convenient. Um, so what you wanna do instead is just do the best that you can, black as many things out as you can, and you'll notice a massive difference in your sleep. Um, in terms of temperature, um, very important while we sleep, our body temperature is actually at its lowest within a 24 hour period right in right in the middle of um while we're sleeping you know usually about 12 to about 2 a.m and so we want our body to be within an environment that's conducive to that cold temperature so it can sleep the best possible in celsius that's about you know 18 20 degrees celsius fahrenheit about 68 70 and from that you usually get a, a much much better sleep so i think as you mentioned about the circadian rhythm earlier 
what you're saying. A lot of people have this misconception that, you know, I don't get enough sleep throughout the week. You know, I'm only sleeping like five or six hours. So what I'll do is over the weekend, I'll just um, sleep for like 12, 15 hours. And that should be enough to, uh, you know, let me catch up on that sleep essentially, which mm -hmm. is not how your body works. You can't just catch up on sleep. And yeah. you, you were also talking about the myth earlier about, um, I, forgot, I, I forgot what we were talking about earlier. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the the idea that the most important the most important thing is increasing the amount of hours you sleep versus increasing the quality. Uh, so these are all like a, a, a common misconceptions about sleep. And uh, as an in NA industry, you know, health industry, nutrition industry, fitness industry, the sleep industry also has a lot of these types of myths. So could you you know break down what what do you think are some of the biggest myths about sleep and uh, and uh, how do you think they're detrimental and well what's like the correct stance on them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say the biggest one overall is is a sleep myth. Well, it's it's kind of the society myth in general that we have to hustle to get ahead. Where, like I said before, like why would we sacrifice sleep when we're unconscious? We're not getting anything done. We're not being productive when we could, you know, just get up, like drink a coffee and then get on with the day. Uh, but it's actually the reverse, where you know we can sleep better and then we can wake up with just so much more focus, productivity, creativity, um, to the point where we, you know people I'm working with, we can shorten their, their work day by like a couple of hours, which is massive to them, which is so much more free time, you know, throughout the month, you start multiplying this over a period. Um, and from that, you know, they just get this, all this extra time to do what they really want to do. So that's the biggest one I would say that I'm trying to help people understand and realize. The next one is yes, like you said, that we can catch up on our sleep. So this was actually a cool stat from Matthew Walker's book. That let's say if we um, didn't get a good sleep on the like a Thursday night, um, maybe we were partying outside, maybe you know we we're playing video games until really late in the day. Everybody's genetics is different, but let's just say they didn't get a, a good sleep based on them. Even if they slept well, let's say a good full high quality seven eight hours for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. On Monday, they still would not be um, fully restored, uh, which just goes to show you, it's not it's not like plus one minus one. Like if we lose out on hours sleep, we we can gain an extra hour of sleep. It's sort of like catching up on the back end takes a lot more time. So if you are going to sacrifice your sleep, just know that if you have big events coming up, that uh, you you kind of want to plan around that accordingly uh, with everything. Other misconceptions. Um, I've got a bunch, but you know, like alcohol is a big one. People think they can drink alcohol prior to going to sleep and that can help them get to sleep, but that actually directly interfere with the REM sleep cycles. Um, other ones, you know, sleeping pills, you know, obviously you have to talk to your doctor, but, um, sleeping pills have a, a massive amount of side effects and they can actually reduce uh, REM sleep as well, which is very important for the mind and, you know, different forms of like antidepressants and other things, but you know, it's case by case that you can do with it. Another big misconception is just being able to take like a supplement or any kind of other band-aid solution. A lot of people I work with, they're eating just horrible diets. They're eating horrible, like they're not exercising. Um, they're extremely overweight and they think if they just take melatonin, it would solve all their problems. Well, they get hooked on it and they're taking about 300 times the dose than they should be taking. Their body gets addicted to it. Then if they don't take it, they're going through withdrawal symptoms and you know, you need something to mask that and everything else. And really what it comes down to is optimizing every single part of your body. And a big reason why we wake up in the middle of the night is because we either get 
the cortisol spike, we get usually like a blood sugar spike or some kind of stimulatory response inside of our body that's causing that. It could be, you know, like a nightmare too. And then we wake up from our brain waves or our neurotransmitters, we're getting an excessive amount of glutamate or dopamine, which are stimulatory as well. Now, the root cause of those can be hundreds upon hundreds of things. Could be because there's still caffeine in your system that's circling around. It could be because, you know, you're just stressed before going to sleep. It could just be you didn't start your day off right. Um, with Within the morning, you're still in the dark. So at nighttime, your brain still thinks it's it's daytime outside and it didn't catch up and it doesn't feel tired because of the artificial blue light that it's around. So it's all these things. And one, one thing I tell people is we really have to get back to a place where it's a where it's a blank slate and if you could think back to our you know our ancient ancestors we were in an environment where the only light sources were like a fire and we would have the the light coming in from the stars and the moon and that was it and that's what our our bodies haven't changed at all like it's still the same and it's actually called the savannah principle where there's this um, actual mismatch between what our environment is accelerating at, at such a fast rate that our body's ability to adapt to that just cannot keep up and uh, people just do not realize it. They think they can push through, but ultimately we always fall back down to what, you know, what, what our environment is around. And that's why they tell you too, like you are the five people that you hang around with the most and everything like that. And the same is true with sleep in your environment um, as well. Thank you so much to Mr. Jarvis for your insightful thoughts on why sleep is such an important factor in increasing our everyday performance. For our listeners, make sure to stay tuned for the second part of this two-part series, which will be released in the coming days. Thank you, and see you next time. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Dolanki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.